Hello, this is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Wednesday the 24th of June. The purpose of the bulletin is simple as always. I'm trying to keep you abreast of what's happening in unexpectedly positive or negative ways in the data from the world's major economies. And I'm doing it because I can't see that anyone else is. I had expected to be talking about European confidence indicators today. The big one was Germany's IFO survey for June, but this turned out not to be too interesting. The composite business climate index rose 6.5 points to 86.2, but that was pretty much the size of the recovery that was expected. Expectations bucked up a little better than expected. An assessment of current circumstances recovered slightly less than expected. Bottom line, much as expected. So, too, the six-point rise in France's business climate indicator to 77. In both cases, there is improvement, but also in both cases, less than half the losses made since February have been recouped so far. It's not much of a story. So, actually, what I want to talk about today is the U.S. housing market. Today, the weekly mortgage applications number fell 8.7% on the week, with refinancings down 12%, new purchase down 3%. Doesn't sound great, but don't be misled. Total applications are up just under 60% year-on-year on average over the last four weeks, with the number of applications consistently higher now than they have been at any time since 2012. Historically, low interest rates would seem to be putting boosters under the housing market. But this isn't really showing in most housing data yet. May's numbers for home sales are equivocal, as you might expect given that April and May were the strictest months of the lockdown so far. May's sales of existing homes fell 26.6% year-on-year, with sales down sharply in month-on-month terms for the third consecutive month, and median prices up only 2.3% year-on-year. New home sales, on the other hand, were up 13% year-on-year, and the median price jumped 4.9% and was up 1.7% on the year. But look closer. Inventories are tightening particularly for existing homes where they're down 18.8% year-on-year, and they're down 2.2% also for new homes. And actually, it's rare for sales of existing homes to slump more than sales of new homes. I expect what's happening is simply that lockdowns put more roadblocks in the way of viewings for occupied existing homes than unoccupied new homes. So as the lockdowns come off, we should expect to see existing home sales rebound sharply. And, as we should also expect the number of existing homes coming on the market to rise, and also therefore the inventory number to recover. All of which is going to make the data quite confusing for the next couple of months. And the industry knows it. May's housing starts rose only 4.3% to 974,000, which is historically a low rate, but that's hardly surprising given the various state lockdowns. Building permits, on the other hand, which are the Ford indicator, rose 14.4% on the month to 1.22 million, which is right back in normal zone for the last couple of years. And whilst the National Association of House Builders Housing Market Index, which is a sort of confidence indicator for the housing industry, 
Whilst that jumped 21 points to 58, that's still noticeably lower than the 70-plus scores we'd seen consistently since last October before the coronavirus hit. But what sort of scarring can we expect in the housing market, I hear you ask? Isn't mass unemployment going to undermine not only new sales, but existing mortgages as well? Well, at end March, delinquency rates were very low by historic standards, with the uh, Fannie Mae 60-plus days rate at 0.05%, Freddie Mac at 0.08%. Vestigial. Since then, however, forbearance rates have shot through the roof. By mid-June, the forbearance rate stood at 8.5%, with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac rates at 6.3%, but Ginny Mae at 11.8%. Ginny Mae, incidentally, is the one uh, by which the government guarantees mortgage repayments even when those mortgages go bad. For portfolio and private uh, mortgage loans, the forbearance rate is at 10%. Now, of course, forbearance is not delinquency. Rather, these represent temporary payment holidays for exceptional circumstances of up to 12 months, with the delayed interest payment simply added on at the end of the mortgage. In these circumstances, it's probably not right to see them as a leading indicator signalling great trouble to come yet. Nevertheless, with these sorts of forbearance rates in the system, if there's going to be a break on the market, if there's going to be scarring, it's here where it's going to show itself over the coming months. Well, that's it for today. Tomorrow is going to be a busy day for the US. We've got retail sales, capital goods sales and orders, wholesale and retail inventories, goods, trades, balance, and of course, the third estimate of first quarter GDP. We're going to be busy. Thank you for listening. Uh, and if you've got something out of it, please help spread the word about the bulletin. If you'd like to know more about cold water economics, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on mjtcoldwater at fastmail.com. <laughs>